0: Hey everybody, James here. Have you ever thought that maybe you should get some professional advice when it comes to buying an RV? If so, then I think you're gonna like today's episode. I interview my good friend, Matt Ellinger, who is the district sales manager for Winnebago for the motorized division. Matt and I have known each other for a long time. And uh, he brings a wealth of information to the table here in today's uh, interview. So the, the podcast is going to be a little bit longer than it normally is. But I think if you um, spend some time listening to it, you're going to find out a couple uh, really interesting things from his perspective, from a professional's expect, um, perspective, on what uh, some of the things should be that you are looking for or should be looking for, I should say, uh, when you're considering buying your next rv so let's have some fun listening and we appreciate you listening to the podcast hello and welcome to the my rv ninja podcast i'm your host james upham your lead rv ninja who helps you karate chop your way into the rv lifestyle It is my belief that everyone who buys RVs should be empowered with all the tools necessary to receive a great price and a great experience. This show provides tips for the RV lifestyle and reveals how RV research, education, and experience can help you buy or sell RVs without being taken advantage of. The most important things in life are relationships, and RVs really can be relationship investments. If you enjoyed today's show, you can find out more at MyRVNinja.com. Hi, and welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your lead ninja, karate chopping the BS out of the buying experience today, and I've got a special guest with me. I want to invite uh, Mr. Matt Ellinger. It's not Ellinger, it's Ellinger, I've learned. That's you know, right, yes. I've been calling you Matt Ellinger, well, <laughs> I think, for the last five or six years that I've known you,
1: but uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, James. How are you doing?
0: Where, good. Where where are you? I mean, home. Florida is home for you. Are you there now?
1: So I am. Um, I work out of my home office, and I am in Tampa, Florida, just north of Tampa, Florida, in a town called Odessa, Florida. So we just survived the Cat 1 hurricane, my friend. And uh, for us yeah. Floridians, the Cat 1, I, I think we were just, you know, that's that's a walk in the breeze, to be yeah. honest with you. It's pretty easy.
0: You just get up and go to work and another day. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I remember being a Florida boy in South Florida growing up with hurricanes. And, of course, I live in Wilmington, as you know, North Carolina. So we're very familiar with hurricanes. And, oh, yeah. Um, we fortunately uh, didn't didn't have any – we had a little scare. But uh, everything's good with you there. I mean, you guys didn't get hit real bad, did you?
1: we didn't. I mean, there, there were some high winds,
0: there's some gusts here and
1: there. Um, but for the most part, I think we all, we all lucked out and we're all, we're all good down here.
0: So Matt, let me, let me set up for our listeners here. I'm going to, I'm going to brag on you for a minute. So uh, just, you know, make you a little uncomfortable, but you know, how <laughs> I, you know how I feel about you, brother, you, you and I, we go back because there was a time where you and I actually competed against each other and it was not, right. it was not a fair fight. I will just say that. <laughs> But you work for another company um, that uh, we'll just say starts with a T. And that company of your, you were there for a long time. You've been in the industry a long time. But one of the things I used to always say to the dealers that we both worked with as uh, manufacturing reps, you know, I'd always say, man, I I used to hate losing uh, against you. But it was, you were the guy that I wanted to lose to because you were you were cream of the crop, baby. You were the guy to, uh, you were very good at what you did. And um, several months ago, uh, actually, it's been, it's been more than that. It's been, oh, I guess, going on a year, more than a year now, where you and I were talking and I discovered that you actually were coming over to Winnebago when I was there. And, um, and we got to work together for about 15 minutes, I think. And, uh, and I, w- I couldn't have been happier to see a guy like you join the ranks, um, representing a good company. And working alongside, so um, I am thrilled to have you on the program. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I, for one, know how busy you are. But let's um, let's tell our listeners kind of what you do and what tell us a little bit about your history in the industry, you know why you like RVs, how you got into the industry, and kind of what you're doing now, if you if you can.
1: Yeah, thanks, James. I, I appreciate the kind words, and the sediment goes right back at you. Um, So, you know, I, this is, I was counting it up before you and I decided to talk. This is my 15th year in the RV industry, which I tell people all the time, that's still a baby in in our industry. I mean, there are people that are 30, 40, 50 year veterans that, that we all look up to. Um, and I am the district sales manager for, for Winnebago, um, in the Southeast. And, um, one of the things I like to tell people all the time, whether we're talking to um, retail customers or whether we're talking to sales reps that, that are in front of us doing our training. Uh, I got my start, you know, on, on a, on an RV lot selling retail uh, at a, at a place called Harborson RV, which is uh, in Clearwater, Florida. Mm. And I think, you know, when we look at what the difference is maybe my style and some other manufacturer reps that are out there, I, I really think having a six-year stint on selling Winnebago's and, and Four Winds and, um, you know, Thor products, and, and we sold Mandalay's back in the day, and Georgie Boys, if you can remember those. Yeah. Um, those were really, you know, some, some, some times where I got to cut my teeth and know how to sell uh, but ultimately know how to listen. And I, I think that's helped on the manufacturing side where we can listen to the customer, give what, you know, what we call Winnebago, as you know, the voice of the customer. Um, and we can give that input on the manufacturing side and say, hey, we really need to pay attention to this. This is what the customer wants. And this is you know, how we can improve our motor homes. And I think each place that I've been to on the wholesale side, Um, I think that I've done a good job of, uh, not just, you know, selling our products to the dealers who in turn sell them to the, to the retail public, but also making them better by listening to the customer.
0: So also I, I can't believe I forgot to put this in the introduction, but you know, your way around a swimming pool too. Don't you? <laughs> can not right. forget That's to brag. Right. You. you, you are, uh, you, you swam in college. I remember one time seeing you at a hotel when you were actually working for a competitor. And I said, listen, let's race, but you got to be in the pool at the shallow end. I was going to run with a running start and dive in the pool. <laughs> and that was the only way I was going to race you. But, uh, I mean, you know, you were a, a college swimmer and, uh, um, it's interesting to go from from that, and then I'm not sure exactly what you did out of college, but you're still a young guy, and you spent your first. I mean, were you always involved in retail in some way or another? Were you in sales? Or
1: it, it's interesting, yeah. So I, you know, I was I was an all American swimmer and ended up swimming in college um, at a place called Bowling Green State University in in Northwest Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've ever been to bg you'll you'll absolutely know that uh, it's very cold and it's very windy so uh when i graduated i graduated out of the business school i said one go sell yachts That's exactly what i said and i liked the marketing aspect of of business um a lot so i actually you know applied for a bunch of positions and ended up getting a, you know, a, a marketing manager position with a company called Marine Max, the world's largest uh, retailer of boats. And I was in their marketing department. That was uh they, their corporate was in Clearwater, Florida still is. And that was a great learning experience in a first kind of, wave into the retail of, sure it was, it was the marine retail, but it got me to, to really talk to a lot of, can you hear me, can, yeah. You
0: know what, it's, I think that, that hurricane okay. moved all the way up, you know, into my neck of the woods now, so, uh, so <laughs> I have to roll with it. So I, I I bring all that up to say, I mean, you just to to kind of talk about your qualifications. I mean, when you're when you're out there, you know, repping a product like Winnebago and I know you believe in it, you know, the product, but, you know, I think with 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 our listeners on the show here. And of course, with my business as an rV broker, there's a lot of first timers that i that I work with that I talk with and a lot of first timers not not just that listen to the show but a lot of people that as you know more probably better than anybody there's been an influx of interest and demand that has caused um, pricing to 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 be a little out of whack uh, but also it's it's exciting to see so many people you know, in, interested in this thing called you know the RV lifestyle, and sure. you know you. I, I w- I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I'm going to say that you've you've probably never in all your time with retail, whether it was with boats, whether it was with down selling retail, you've probably never seen anything like what's happening currently in the RV industry. Is that a fair statement?
1: That's absolutely a fair statement. We uh, anywhere we have never seen this this and i called it at one point frenzy buying yeah of anybody who could get their hands on anything they bought it no matter what the company or the dealership uh the manufacturer uh it was it was pretty outstanding to see um which we know isn't sustainable um so that's why you know again that's why i wanted to i like talking to you because you know the first timer just doesn't know that they don't, they don't know the differences between how a, a coach is manufactured. I, I've been on multiple sides of the fence on this. Do we go with the less expensive coach that may look better or do we go with the little bit more expensive coach where we know that it's built better? It's, it's uh, you know, which one are we going to have a better RV enjoying experience Um, and then, you know, kind of deciding that that's hard. It's really hard. If you don't know where to look and you don't trust the guy that you're talking to on the dealership, that's really hard to decipher.
0: Well, it's a good point. I I think that, you know, the mistake that a lot of people make is that, uh, they go into this thinking it's like buying a car and they assume that all cars, because, you know, I'm not a big government kind of guy, but one of the things that the government does is they regulate that industry. There is regulation in the RV industry, but it's not held to the same standard. So one of the things that I will remind first-time buyers, especially, you know, second-time or third-time buyers learn the hard way, unfortunately, this way, is they're not all built the same. And and you can't just, you know, go on the name. As, as good a, as a product is uh, with a Winnebago, let's say, you know, you gotta you got to make sure that you do your homework and make sure that, you know, for instance, like seatbelts, you know, our seatbelts, um, you've got a couple kiddos at home and you know, of course I do. Um, seatbelts were a big factor for me uh, when buying a, and using a motorhome. Now sure. I'll say this, but not everybody puts seatbelts on the same way as they do in the car industry. So that That's is right. a great point, Matt. And I want you to talk a little more about that if you can, like, you know, so so, as as a first time buyer, is there any other advice that you would put out there for somebody who's looking to get into the lifestyle? You know, you, you've mentioned about manufacturing. Is there anything else out there that you would say? Hey, look at this, or consider this before you go out and buy. It? Putting you on the spot. Yeah, no, I, I it's
1: um it's a great question. I'll, I'll tell you what I tell people, at least, you know, who, who we talk to on the retail side is. You know, some manufacturers will tell you that they water test every single coach when the reality is is they water test every third or every fifth coach because of the rush of trying to get the coach built and shipped, which in turn, quote-unquote, the manufacturer then gets paid from the dealer. Right. And too many times when you speed up the building process, um I, I love what you said about the auto industry it's it, it's regulated but this is not the auto industry these are built by hard-working americans right and sometimes um when they're rushed and when they're fatigued and when they felt like they don't you know their their foremans don't get it or being you know they're just or, or too young or inexperienced what suffers is the quality of the motor home. It's you know, and, and that's why I I enjoy working for a manufacturer that, you let's, let's dig down to the deepest part of what building a motorhome is, is the people behind building it. Yeah. Um, Our average tenure at Winnebago is 11 years on the job, you know what I mean? Not, not 11 years with the company i mean it is th- that's the average i mean we have guys that have been there for 40 years teaching people how to build good motorhomes and i think that's where you got to start james yeah is you know look at look at the guys who are who are putting the guys you know i say guys but you know our our workers females males you know young old oh, geez, they, you they truly are hardworking iowa ins you know what i mean and and they <clears throat> they love to they, they have, they're really proud about having that W on their chest, which in turn creates a, a better motorhome, And then just, you know, and then look at stuff like, you know, what, what does your roof composite, you know, is it a fiberglass roof or is it a, a little cheaper material? Is it, you know, where are your, how, how thick is the floor? How, you know, how is this constructed? I mean, here, you know, Winnebago, you know, James, our, our calling card is that we truly manufacture a motorhome versus, you know, I say, grinding down suppliers, slapping it together, and then
0: shipping it to a dealer. It's holding your breath. Yeah, I I was joking, saying there's no monkeys that work there, but, you know, some of these uh, other manufacturers, sometimes you wonder, there might be a couple monkeys pulling levers back here and there, and, uh, but uh, Winnebago. Or they're
1: just jaded, James, you know what I mean? They didn't get their pay raise, and then they're going to do something to a coach. It's not fair to the it's not fair to anybody within their organization, but it's sometimes it happens.
0: Yeah. I meant literal monkeys, but sometimes you, you look at it and, and I'm having fun. I'm just joking, but you, you, you have, you, you look at sometimes at some of the, 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 what's produced and you, and you look at it and you see gaps through the floor and sun going through and you go, man, I mean, who put these things together? Monkeys? You know, it's just kind of joking. Like, <laughs> right. did, did you, make it, you make a really, really good point in all seriousness. I mean, that's, that is so valuable to know that, you know, people that are building, because you said it, they're not, it's not all automated. And even though I believe that, you know, Winnebago, Tiffin, Newmar, Airstream, you know, these really good quality companies out there have got much better equipment and technology than some of the others, um, it's still a very labor-intensive process, especially right. when it comes to motorhomes. It's amazing to me, Matt, sometimes that these things even can, can you know, they don't fall apart. I'm driving down the road because of all the twisting and the torquing and um, knowing the manufacturer and also trusting that the manufacturer is not going anywhere. I mean, um, gosh, back, this is way back now, but in 08, I mean, there was, I don't know what, 12, 15 different manufacturers that just went completely out of business. Um, it's good to know that the the RV that you're buying, that there's a much better chance of that being around in the future if you need parts and whatnot. So that's a good point.
1: I, I think it is. I I, I really do. If, if I was a first-time buyer, I would, I would look at things like that. Um, reviews, you know, I, I'm kind of hit or miss on reviews. I you know, I used to ask people, do you love your car? They'd say yes. I'd say, did you write a review on it? They'd say no. You know what I mean? It's that that's kind of hurt. But um, there is something about um, just doing your research or or whether it's going to a plant or whether it's, you know, maybe taking a plant tour virtually nowadays um, and, and, and kind of you know, we get a lot of business, James, from, from the campfire, right? You know, from, hey, that looks beautiful. Um, what do you think of your Winnebago? What do you think of your, your new Mar? You know, is it falling apart or is it sticking together? Did they stick behind it? Um, the campground, we, we have the wannabes in our B-vans. We, we just got so many great owners that they will legitimately tell you the honest truth. Yeah. So maybe that's something I would suggest to a, a, a new buyer too. Even though you don't own one, hop on an owner's group. Yeah. Um. I, I had, you know, I mean, listen, if we're talking freely, we, I had a, a guy tell me, hey, we hopped on both the Wayfair owners group and the View and owners group, and there was a clear difference yeah. <laughs> about. Yeah. Who liked their motorhome and
0: who didn't? You right. know I mean? No, so good. Yeah, so true, man. I think I think the more research, I always encourage people to go in with a game plan, with a literal strategy of how much money you're going to pay, how your yeah. financing is going to, you know, what what important features on the floor plan is most important. Your you know your manufacturer of choice going into this, so that you're not persuaded. The last thing you want to do is make an emotional decision when it comes to the RVs. Unlike this year, things are different this year. But for the most part, what I educate when I educate new buyers is I, I remind them that in the first two years on a new motorhome or travel trailer, but especially on a motorhome, you're going to experience a minimum, on average, about forty percent depreciation. Now that's okay yeah. if if this is something you're willing to to, and it it, that t- it tapers off. We know that, and that's right. okay. But just know going into it, so you got a scenario like today where people are uneducated, they see a price, they don't realize that maybe it's too much or maybe they could just be patient and wait. Uh, and then what happens is they pay more, much more than they should. Now the depreciation kicks in, we get supply chain issues that are all resolved, that are, are getting there, You know, there's a vaccine for COVID or whatever. And so there's this slowdown and all of a sudden they go to sell like, hey, that was fun, honey. Didn't you enjoy going to the Grand Canyon? Yeah, it was wonderful. What are we gonna do with this thing? Well, let's sell it. Right. Then, when you go sell it and you go, Excuse me, you're going to give me a <laughs> um, Education, 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 man. You are so right. You've yeah. Got- and I don't think it's bad to, to your point right there. I don't think
1: it's bad to go on NADA and look at if you narrowed it down to three different companies in a class C and you look at uh, what each of those are, are maybe bringing for a two year old, three year old coach. You know, that's a great point, James. You're exactly right, because in three years, you know, not only hopefully you've chosen a manufacturer that's, you know, that's um, leather isn't peeling and cracking and, and coming off and, and, and causing you nightmares, but also you're going to get more for it down the road
0: yeah let's talk about real quick. I know Matt I'm so appreciative of your time um and i and I'm trying to be sensitive to it. I know you got things to do but um especially you know like selling motorhomes and whatnot <laughs> answering, answering <laughs> calls but there now when i I check all the different manufacturers websites and and a lot of you know a lot of people out there do the same thing but when i'm looking I'm looking on the website now and there's there's talking about some news about some you know some new products coming and and whatnot, and we're, we're not there yet, but um, I'm just wondering, like, do, do you see a lot of new stuff coming at us here with, with Winnebago? I mean, do you see new floor plans, new, uh, you know, n- new series all together? Um, join us. I'm, I'm looking at the website right now, The Road Ahead 2020. Join us on November 18th, which is lit next week, for a virtual product launch. Um, I know you can't really talk much about what's coming. Uh, you know, you have to be kind of vague, but can you give us anything? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Well, according to my NDA, I I can't. But I'll uh, I'll try to give you a couple of nuggets here. Um, on the eighteenth, I I absolutely recommend everyone to hop on Winnebago's website, whatever social platform that that you might watch our virtual launch at. Uh, I think it's one o'clock. Um, we are insanely excited to introduce. Um, A new diesel pusher, and um, when I talk about some of the reviews that have come from a select few of our dealers that have seen this, I'll just leave it as they were over the moon and incredibly excited, and said, "Can you get thirty of these on my lot right now?" That's awesome. Um, So it, I can't wait for people to see that. It's it's Winnebago's. Jump back into being a a a diesel player in a diesel market in our in our rightful place of being up there with some of the great diesel brands that that are out there right now yeah. and um, i can 't wait till people see it it's it 's going to be great and by the way, this new diesel is is unlike anything you 've ever seen it's it 's got a lot of differentiators that will say, Wow, the Winnebago has that.' And no one else in the industry does. And the Winnebago is an industry leading this and it's bigger and you know, than, than anything else that that's out there. So uh, really excited about that diesel. Um, You know, like I said, join us the 18th. Then we got another product line that's going to be launched. Um, It's going to be a class C it almost is, is class, you know, doesn't have a class James, Um, where, you know, we we love the combination of the rugged nomad and um, you know, a cozy cruiser. If if you kind of follow where where we're going with that.
0: Um, yeah, the uh I just want to interrupt you real quick. You said rugged nomad. I remember Russ Garfin who is, you know, the the B van at least he was the B van NC, I, I'm still assuming class C's. And B, yep. I used to call him the rugged nomad, man. That guy gets <laughs> He gets he it, man.
1: And this is Russ's new baby because Russ is now over all of the Class Cs because he, he did a tremendous job with our B-Vans. Yep. So he, this is the brainchild of, of Russ Garfin, and um, we really think it checks a lot of the boxes of what people are buying right now. It's no secret that the B-Van market is up 26% when – everything else is very flat so um you know we, we think that this is going to be the combination of of a b and c that's that's really going to knock your socks off
0: yeah i tell you i can't wait so what i think what we need to do is after everything has been launched and is out there we need to have you come back on the show and talk to us a little bit more about it um for people that are interested in uh, not just not just the c in the in the a diesel but you know everything else too that uh, I'm sure you guys are going to highlight how about that? can you come back sure on? that sounds great i 'd love to um before we go let let me let me ask you another question if I can do you see i know you don 't have a crystal ball uh I wish you did because uh, i 'd be asking you about the stock market next <laughs> uh, right. let me, you know you, the supply chain disruption we we know that that 's there and there's there's it's no secret uh there's shortages when it comes to chassis in your world chassis especially um do you see that you know getting any better right now and, re- and let me just explain why i'm asking you got a lot of people out there that are anxious to to start and jump into the lifestyle and they've ordered you know a new motorhome whether it's a winnebago or w- whatever it doesn't matter so they're out there they're, they're they've ordered this thing and they're hearing you know lead times 6 months 8 months a year um are you seeing that improve at all or is, is the COVID thing just really, really just, it's going to be around for a while and, you know, would you have people just be patient or what, you know, what, what are you seeing out there? Anything? Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's definitely, it's, it's for real. Um, there's no question about it, whether it's an air conditioner or whether it's a toilet. Um, we went through such an explosion of selling that when we were asked to manufacture what the dealers wanted, we put a lot of pressure on our supply chain. Gotcha. And the supply chain had a very hard time keeping up with not only Winnebago, though, James, it was it was all the towables and and all the motorized, and you know, half of us use Coleman Mach. You know what I mean? Nice. And it's just put nice. such a stress on um, on what they do that that there was going to be some supply chain issues so i've gotten i've had this question a lot and i i've come up with an analogy that i think kind of works okay. um if you can think of like an artery right now um we're clogged we're clogged and there's there's shipments coming out there's blood flow going through but it's not Going through the way it should, and um, and that's due to COVID. Absolutely, that COVID's a real thing. Whether it's through a um, you know a certain section or region of the country uh, that affects uh, everybody, <clears throat> and, but it also you know the supply chain. I would estimate at the beginning of this year in January, we're gonna have we're gonna start eating right, we're gonna start working out, and that artery is going to be a little less clogged not not a hundred percent but it's going to be less at the beginning of this year where we're going to see a lot of shipments come out of of the plants and i'd say james by this spring we're going to have the open heart surgery and our arteries going to be unclogged um that's when we will see dealers lots swell to the point where um you know it's kind of going to get back to normal levels and that'll be good for your buyers too because the selection will be there as well so that's that's kind of my crystal ball i i you know all kinds of stuff but hopefully that analogy works for you
0: were you pre-med at bowling green is that is that what happened there (laughs) <laughs> no, I was I, I was
1: not. I got out of those science classes pretty quick and got into business.
0: <laughs> uh, good. Yeah, man, that that's a good analogy. And uh, you know, I I've heard very similar reports where where everyone is kind of thinking uh, you know, spring, summertime, we're gonna see some um, some regularity, some some uh and not necessarily back to how it was or back to normal, but certainly um, an improvement because everybody has been affected, not just in the RV industry, uh, I have a good friend that's a he's, a, he's a professional biker. He just rides everywhere, goes and wins tournaments left and right. And uh, he's just like, you can't even find some nice bikes anymore. People, they just, they're they're running out, they're selling out, people want to get outside. Camping is the number one thing that we know that's happening in the U.S. especially. Uh, and yep. So people are thinking, you know, an air conditioner and a toilet—probably two pretty important things you gotta have. In <laughs> yeah. So <huh>, they <laughs> on my list, especially
1: yeah. in the southeast, James. You, oh, you, you definitely need those those two things. And I would say, people who have orders, um, be patient with us. We we are, are, you know, we have goals too to hit. And we certainly always want to make sure that, that we hit those goals. But I, I tell people this all the time. We will not sacrifice the quality of our Winnebago's for the speed of what we're going to deliver them. Uh, yeah. we, we just won't. And, 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 and I just ask people to be patient with us. And ultimately, long term, that'll be good for you.
0: Man, you pay. So I so sincerely, oh, you pay more now or you pay later. And and I right. think that if you can be patient on it, and uh, that's what you want as an RV buyer, you want the factory to slow it down to make sure that it's up to the standard of which you're paying. Uh, you don't want to just rush it and get it because there are so many moving parts. There's so many issues. Um, you know, have a house on wheels. It's just. It is. You know, uh, it's, it's very, very important. And I know, I know for a fact, you know, and in my tenure with Winnebago, you know, you go up to the plant, and you just see how incredibly hard these people are working. I mean, they are hard. Workers and they, yes, um, they, they've been around. Yeah, they they work there forever. It seems they start. It seems you know. I think out of you know maybe one or two months old, out of you know they are to start to groom them. You know for working at the factory <laughs> and, and uh, I mean it, it is in Forest City. It, it is right. so cool. It is so cool because you know the city I think <laughs> has like three thousand people and like twenty eight or twenty five hundred work at the plant. It is a generational thing. That's what you want. You know, when you're buying something like that, you want that, whether it's Winnebago or otherwise, that is what you want when it comes to motorhomes. So you are exactly right. Um, And I appreciate you very much coming on the show to remind us how important that is. Uh, And I appreciate you, my friend.
1: No, Hey, listen, it was, it was a pleasure um, to the people listening right now. um, James is, Absolutely. One of the the great guys in our industry and uh, utilize him because that that wealth of knowledge will not only hopefully, you know, save you dollars, but save you headaches down the road. So uh, absolutely take advantage of that.
0: Thank you brother. I didn't even ask you to say that. I appreciate that was it. Was a nice plug, no, right? Not. For
1: you. You know that's <laughs> we'll bring you
0: back on the show, baby. I meant
1: every word though. <laughs> in all honesty, absolutely.
0: I appreciate that, man. Well, listen, we will uh we'll reach I will reach out to you again in the next week or two after the the launch has been announced. We'll get you to come back on. You can talk about uh these these new uh motorhomes that you guys are producing and uh, in the meanwhile, go, you know, go swim some laps or something, man. I don't know. What you All doing. right, brother. I I will, man. I appreciate you Matt hey thank you so much for listening to the show we'll be back again here soon and we we'll look forward to having Matt uh, on the show uh, next in the next couple of weeks we'll make a we'll make a go to have that happen thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you again soon take care